Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Johnny Cleveland Podcast. All things Cleveland sports with your host, John Suchan. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Johnny Cleveland podcast. It is a Friday evening on the eve of the Brownies playing the KC Chiefs tomorrow afternoon, Saturday afternoon at one o'clock over there at Arrowhead. I think they gave it another name, but I still still stick with Arrowhead Stadium there in beautiful Kansas City, Missouri, not Kansas City, Kansas. KC Kansas City is actually um, hovers both boundaries of Kansas and the state of Missouri. So the stadium is over on the Missouri side. Most of Kansas City is on the Missouri side, but there's a good um, population of folks that live on the Kansas City Kansas side. They've got suburbs like Olathe and Shawnee Mission over there on Kansas City side. Lived in uh, Wichita, Kansas for a good chunk of my life. So I've been through um, the KC area many a time and look forward to seeing what happens tomorrow. The last time I was in Kansas City, and maybe you recall this last game, was when the Browns played the Chiefs in the playoffs, the AFC Divisional uh, game back in... January of 20, was it 2020? After the Brownies beat the Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh, let us remind you, the Browns went to Kansas City and played a hell of a game under the quarterbacking of a one Baker Mayfield, who's now the quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They played a very good game. They were um, good first half had a lot of uh, good things going on. They had an unfortunate situation at the end of that game that quite frankly affected the final outcome when the Browns were denied a uh, touchdown by Rashid Higgins as he tried to gather the ball and collect and go over. He was uh, illegally hit and uh, in the helmet, no call, nothing, still a mystery. Anyway, the uh, Browns did make a game of it, almost got uh, back, and uh, unfortunately they lost that game. They opened the 2021 season playing Kansas City, again, out in KC to start the NFL season, quite the shindig, right? And the Brownies came out storming. I was at that game, traveled to Kansas City, got to watch that game with my wonderful cousin Bill, and uh, we sat there in the upper deck as I was frightened like a uh, – young child um, <laughs> don't like heights. And if you've been the Kansas city to the old Arrowhead stadium, 
the upper deck is one of the, has some of the more um, serious incline of most uh, stadiums. They, it was built back in a day when they built stadiums that were more sharply inclined and uh, very intense view. So I did not handle that very well, <laughs> but the Brownies uh, played a great game and it wasn't until the second half. And unfortunately, Nick Chubb of all players, I'm trying not to bring back nightmares for you, Browns fans, but Nick Chubb, Chubb fumbled the ball at what the midway through the th- beginning of the third quarter. And it was kind of a spiral effect. The Browns had a punt blocked, which was unfortunate. And then their secondary was very weak and gave up a uh, crucial uh, play over the top. I think John Johnson, who the Browns had picked up in free agency that offseason, was burned badly. And Kansas City went on to storm back and win the game going away. So now they get to go play Kansas city and a pretty like I would, it's pretty meaning meaningless. It is uh preseason. Uh, there are things that we are going to be paying attention to. So I will be watching for numerous reasons, but the game doesn't count in the law lo- win loss column. The games that do count start September 10th for the Browns. When they play Joe Schmo and the Cincinnati Bengals, I got ahead of myself last night in the fanatical elves show when I started the show and my bad, I <laughs> started talking about the Browns playing the Bengals thinking that it was two weeks later. Instead, they have to play the Kansas city chiefs again tomorrow. Now, Kansas city, it's, it's very hot out there, by the way, if you're not uh, up on the weather forecast of late out there in Missouri, Kansas, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Texas, they've been having quite the uh, heat wave. And I know most of those regions are over 100 degrees every day. It's still 100. Now, I do believe there's a cold front going through there. So it's only going to be in the 80s for the kickoff, which will be nice. (laughs) So uh, the Browns won't be sweltering in 100-degree heat tomorrow. Nonetheless, the Browns are going to be playing uh, in the first half most of their starters. Kevin Stefanski, Steady Eddie. I like to call him steady. Eddie said that they're going to have the starters play 20 to 25 plays. They won't probably play Nick Chubb, miles Garrett, Amari Cooper. Some of the big wigs are not going to play. Now Deshaun Watson will play and the rusty, uh, rusty bucket uh, guy is back ready to go. We're all anticipating him to be back in prime form as he was back in 2020. Let's hope that he, sticks to the field of play and on the football field and does things that he can do as a great football player. We're all hoping for that. The Browns have spent an extraordinary amount of money on, on him. But in the meantime, the Browns have done some crazy things this week with restructuring many uh, contracts, Joel Batonio, Miles Garrett, David Njoku, have all had their contracts restructured a bit that has given the Browns anywhere upwards of $40 million in cap space. Do the Browns still go out after this preseason game and try to make a trade for someone? Do they offer Nick Chubb an extension now as they head into this amazing season that could be ahead for the Brownies? A lot of people are already projecting them 
in the playoffs, in the AFC Championship game, into a Super Bowl. But we're the Browns. And we're the Browns. <laughs> so while we're had we're in euphoria, we're excited, we think that this is all going to end well. Let's play game one. Now, I don't want to overreact either because I recall back in was it 2020, the Browns did open that season against the Baltimore Ravens. They hated Baltimore Ravens. Just so I asked Joel Cade, our contributor who does the what the elf was that he has a whole segment on raven hate you got to check it out man joel brings it every every uh week on on raven's hate so the browns opened that game a couple years ago and got bulldozed by the ravens and everyone including myself questioned steady eddie quite a bit after that game but the browns turned around and ended the season at 11 and five and made the postseason. They beat the Pittsburgh Steelers multiple times that season, including the playoff win, only to lose to Kansas City, where we are tomorrow. Now, the Browns, like I said, are going to be playing a lot of their starters. So that'll be good. That'll be good. We're going to see a lot of their starters, 2025 plays. Uh, many of us are very eager. We've seen some really great things from the, their defense, this new, inspiring defensive unit run by Jim Schwartz. All the players love the fact that they have more freedom. They can kind of read the action of the play and attack. They're, it's seemingly like just free football. There are rules, but it's, it's more um, freedom. And most of these, every one of these players on the Browns, including someone like Miles Garrett, has stated that they've never played in a system like this. So it'll be fun, and but it'll take some more time to get used to. So while we're all excited to see some great things tomorrow and into week one of the season, we need to try to remind ourselves to give everybody, including the offense and defense, time. It's a new season where there are a lot of new players for the Browns. On offense, the Browns have Elijah Moore now. They've got, who else do they got? Uh, they got Jordan Atkins uh, at tight end. On the defensive side of the ball, they got a lot of new guys, including uh, rookies like Ronnie Hickman, the safety from Ohio State. Will he make the final 53-man roster? They've got uh, Dewan Jones on the offensive uh, tackle, who's a menace at 6'9", 375. Holy moly, you can't miss that guy. So a lot of things to look forward to this season. We're all excited, and we have reason to be excited. Now, one thing I'm not real excited about are uh, I found out that they're wearing the all white uniforms tomorrow. Do you all do you like that that uniform with the uh, white tops and the right white bottoms for the brownies? I don't particularly care for it, but that's what the Browns are going to be doing. It's probably because it's going to be in the 80s. It's going to be a day game. I get it, but I hope they kind of stick away or stay away from uh, that all white uniform. Now I know they're going to be wearing that uniform when they wear their um, alternative white uh, helmets coming up this season. I think they're going to wear those three times this year, including the San Francisco 49er game in week five when they come off the bye. They're going to be wearing it in week two on the Monday night game when they go out to play, I think when they play the Steelers. And there's one other game that they're going to, uh, I think they're going to wear them when they have the Jets Thursday night game at home. So, but I'm not real fond of the the white uniform. But you know, with the white helmet, that might be 
okay. What is your favorite uh, combination? You know, my two favorites would be the brown top and the orange pants or the all or the, the brown top and the white pants. Um, those would be my, my, the other, the, the, the traditional one is the white top with the orange pants, which would be pretty cool if they, uh, could do that. I think they did that once or twice last year. Anyway. Um, so we kind of touched on a little bit of everything there. Starters going to be playing a little bit. We've talked a little bit about these extensions that have given the Browns anywhere between 35 and $40 million who they're going to spend that money on or when they might push that forward. They did get a fifth round draft pick this week back when they traded Josh Dobbs to the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals are going to be without Kyler Murray. They've got um, uh, Colt McCoy. Is that right? Yeah. Colt McCoy is their quarterback. Yes. The Colt McCoy who used to be the Browns quarterback about 20 years ago. He's still in the league. Not that long ago, but he's been around forever. And Arizona's probably knowing that Colt is an old guy bringing in somebody like Josh Dobbs who can come in. He's got some experience working with the guys that are in Arizona right now, the coaches, and I don't know their names right now, but he's going to be going back to a system that he is semi-familiar with. And the rocket man uh, will probably do some good things out there in Arizona. It's a little bit warmer than it is in Cleveland. We'll see how long that lasts. Would not be surprised if, you know, Josh Dobbs is the starting quarterback for a good chunk of the season out in Arizona. Who knows what's going on with Kyler Murray? I mean, the guy is just weird stuff, right? I don't know. Have you, we're not going to get into the Kyler Murray, but there's some, really crazy things going on around the league with certain players. Um, so earlier in the week, the Browns, well, late last week, the Browns played their preseason game. Was it Thursday night against the Philadelphia Eagles? And a lot of the conversation coming out of that game was about, well, some of the highlights included someone like Austin Watkins, who I can't stop talking about. I mean, for good reason. The kid caught seven passes for 139 yards, and it's just phenomenal. We talked about it on the other podcasts last week on the Fanatical Elf Show last week, and Steve Gill and uh, Elliot Cannell joined. Uh, we joined uh, forces last night, and we were talking about these guys. And you know, the fact that like Austin Watkins, I mean, if you look at his track record, he hasn't really been successful where he's been. So the fact that he's having this superior moment in his life he's 25 years old and he's just knocking it out of the park and there's no denying the guy really has earned this spot so hopefully the browns recognize that i don't think he's going to be a flop um kid six two six three big kid uh able to uh maneuver he's wearing number eight the old jarvis landry number so i don't know if that's going to give him luck or not luck but um but one of the guys that that, that everyone was talking about besides austin Watkins for the negativity and rightfully so, is this Cade York, right? I mean, when he got drafted by the Browns in the fourth round a couple seasons ago, everyone talked about, oh, my God, the Browns drafted a kicker. And when he started last year, he made the kick of his life. He, The Browns were in control of that Carolina game. And for, to be quite honest, they should not have – it should not have come down the – Cade York having to make a 50 some yard field goal to win the game for the Browns in their first victory in a week one performance in years. So 
the fact that he made that kick has only set him up for failure. And the unfortunate thing about it is this kid's got an ego. (laughs) I mean, when you're young and you're an athlete, yeah, you're supposed to have an ego, but he's a kicker. Do you understand? (laughs) If you're a fan of football and you're a football fan, look, Phil Dawson was an exception. Phil Dawson is the exception to what most kickers are all about. Phil Dawson had character and uh, they all have personalities, but he was humble and he was a Cleveland Brown, a lifetime Cleveland Brown player. Most kickers don't have either. They don't have a personality or in Cade York's situation, he's almost like Johnny football being a kicker. The guy is out there at halftime of the game on last Thursday against the Philadelphia Eagles posting on Instagram, on his Instagram account, that he had made three field goals in the first half. We don't let our students have, well, they don't have access to our, they're not supposed to have access to their cell phones during school. And the football game, I hope that Steady Eddie really punished this kid and, and gave him a consequence that he'll remember for posting something during a football game. Now, I know these guys are pro athletes, but if you can't control your players on your team that you're supposed to be in charge of, and they're posting comments like, oh, I made three field goals, you, you got to get control of that, Steady Eddie. You got to get control of that. And Cade York did that. Now, he, they brought the post down, then he said something to the fact that someone else posted it for him. The whole thing is just bogus. Then the kid comes out, and I give him some credit for coming out there and talking after he missed two attempts to win the Browns the game at the end against the Eagles. He missed not one, but two tries. And he comes out there, and he's talking about, well, you know, I'm making him out there in practice all the time. We don't care. I don't care that you went six for six again in practice. You stink. You need to be better. And that's this kid needs to be better. And I think every one of you Browns fans who are fans and watch this team and watch what Kate York is doing are fed up and we're done with it. And the coaching staff and this organization needs to understand they better get their acting gear when it comes to this kicker. Because if, if he doesn't produce, if he misses one tomorrow, cut him. Cut him. There are plenty of other guys out there. Plenty of other guys. You can go the go outside of the facility at Berea and find some kid walking up the street and let him kick some and put him in a uniform. You gotta you gotta draw the line somewhere, and you are giving this kid too many opportunities. He is going to fail. He's going to fail because he doesn't have it mentally. When you're playing the game of football, you gotta have it mentally and this kid is scared out of his mind watch him wash his eyes you can see it you and i both when we're watching that game you see it just as well as i see it you're like oh crap oh crap i can't watch i can't watch this and lo and behold he can't watch it he can't even and then everyone wants to blame the placeholder the punter and they say, oh, look at this guy's track record. Look at the placeholder's track record. All the other kickers have done really poorly. His percentages went down. Okay, look, stop with the, all the excuses. Let's just stop. 
Cade York sucks right now and he needs to get better. And if he doesn't improve, if he misses a kick in preseason tomorrow against Kansas City, cut him. If you want to wait till week one and let him ruin an opening game opportunity when the Browns lose to Cincinnati at home because Cade York missed a game-winning field goal or missed opportunities during a week one game, then that's on you, Browns organization. And our fan base is fed up with that. If you can't get somebody to come in who has confidence, who can kick the ball through the uprights and not, not like Cade York, who has confidence, but he, he stinks at kicking. <laughs> so get that fixed. All right. I'm hyped up. Can you tell? This is the Johnny Cleveland podcast. We are part of the fans first sports network part of, we are the fanatical elves network and uh, we're going to pause for a quick break. After the break, I'm going to talk about another little um, situation that I learned of today with the Browns organization and the Kansas City organization. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that uh, right after this quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. Did you like that break? Okay. So... I shared this on the uh, other shows, the Fanatical Elves Network and a couple of other podcasts this last week about the uh, experience I had that was really cool with the Browns backers. Um, Browns backers are supported by the Browns organization throughout the world, throughout the country. It's an amazing organization, the best of any NFL uh, organization anywhere on, on the face of the planet. We have more fans across the world across the globe than anybody and it's organized by the Browns. You don't see that with any other NFL team in the league. You don't see it in Green Bay. You don't see it in Dallas. You don't see it in Pittsburgh. You don't see it in San Francisco. None of those teams have the fan base organized like the Browns backers. So we got to give props to the Browns with this part of their organization. It's a phenomenal thing. And every year they bring together their, their, the presidents of the Browns backers clubs. They give them an opportunity to travel to Cleveland and partake in a bunch of activities that are uh, first class. And I had the opportunity, or my my friend and uh, uh, former, or who's the current president of the Wichita Browns backers, the Oz chapter, uh, Josh, uh, invited me to come up to Cleveland to uh, partake in some of the great activities that they were having there. And uh, had an opportunity to go over to the Hall of Fame on last weekend where they invited Browns backers there and uh, gave them a tour, had a wonderful catered meal, uh, had some speakers and got to go then visit throughout the hall, which was just an awesome experience. So I got to give props to the uh, Browns backers. Now, one area though of the organization, uh, not the Browns backers organization, but it just, I saw this story in the news today out in Kansas city of all places, right? Kansas city does it. Well, I mean, they're champions. They're Super Bowl champions. They have a great coach, great organization, great quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, great coach. Um, they they do it the right way. So um, there was a news story today that the the Brown, well, that Kansas City, their their season ticket holders. Okay, so I'm a season ticket holder. Maybe you're a season ticket holder. Their season ticket holders were treated. They were gifted. Um, Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl rings uh, that were like, they looked like rings, but they were uh, paperweights as their big gift 
found out that those babies cost $200 plus shipping for each one that were shipped to every season ticket holder in Kansas City of, of the Kansas City Chiefs fan base. $200, let me repeat that, 200 bucks and shipping. Now, Browns fans, <laughs> angry uh, season ticket holders, might recall most recently, last season, the Browns decided to ship their season ticket holders, not one, but two cheap-ass painter hats. That's right, painter hats. That I have one right here that's on my shelf. You got to, you know, beef it up to look semi-decent. It's got the Browns logo on it. But it's a probably a $3 value of cloth. <laughs> um, now, Browns back or season ticket holders in Cleveland have been treated to a few other, you know, semi-decent things. The year before that, they were given, I have a little picture of uh, Nick Chubb that everyone got. Years before that, we've received things like socks. <laughs> now, one year the Browns gave their season ticket holders very nice. Um, they actually gave us two. They gave us two insulated coolers um, to take places. And we still use those to go to the beach and other places on picnics. So they really come in handy. They're very sturdy, big, large, um, sort of those, uh, they're not your, plastic but there's that soft material that you can carry a lot of different items in them and they're very nice they have the cleveland browns logo on them and uh well done for the browns but that is the only year now i've been a season ticket holder since 2018 and maybe if you're listening to the show you might recall some other gifts that you've received you can share those with us uh we're at the uh, elves network at gmail.com but for the most part, the Browns have been giving us really cheap things. <laughs> and considering everything that's gone on in the Browns organization over the last several years, including the fact that the Haslams are spending the bazillions of dollars in these players and restructuring and blah, 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 blah. They can't give their season ticket holders, the, 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 the base of the fans, they can't find enough money to give them and send them something that's nice like Kansas city did today with their season ticket holders, a beautiful $200 paperweight that looks like a super bowl ring. I looked at a picture of it. I don't, I can't show it to you. Well, I'm on the video here, but really fantastic gift. You got to give it up. You got to give it up to Kansas city for doing that. And the Browns organization, if you're listening to the show, please step it up. I don't want another painter cheap ass cap. Okay. We don't want any of those. Uh, most fans probably threw those babies out. Now I didn't throw mine out because that's bad luck, <laughs> but it's a crappy gift. You can do better. So, all right. The, the Browns uh, will be playing again, the Kansas city chiefs tomorrow afternoon, one o'clock. The game will be on the NFL network. And we will be tuned in. We are going to have a morning pregame show, the Fanatical Elves. We're going to be bringing you a pregame show uh, 
Breakfast with the Browns uh, tomorrow morning. So tune into that on our Fanatical Elves Network. And we put out a follow train tonight on our social media posts. If you have not followed our Fanatical Elves Network on Twitter, please do that or, or find us on Facebook. We're on TikTok. We're on Instagram. You can find us everywhere. And you can follow all of our podcasts by tuning into Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, any of those places. You follow us, subscribe, just follow. And every time we have a show and we produce one show, maybe two shows a day, those new shows will pop up in on your phone, on your iPad, on your computer, and you'll never miss a beat. We got great contributors. I say this every week, but we have some great guys that are contributing every week. Solid, uh, just, just information. Yesterday we had um, Rod Bloom doing the Browns blitz with his brother, Jeff. They bring it every week. They had um, Casey uh, cinema. I can't get Casey's last name, right? So I won't, but of dog pound daily, he writes for dog pound daily. Great, great, um, guests that they had on myself, Elliot and, uh, uh, Elliot Cannell and Steve Gill had our fanatical elf show. Joel Cade brings it every week with what the elf was that show. Just a great, uh, entertaining, uh, piece of, uh, material. So, uh, tune in, uh, we'll have our any given Sunday show on Sundays. I'm, I'm, we're we're looking at maybe changing that Sunday morning to sort of a morning of breakfast with the Browns pregame show. So that we might be changing that more regularly to that title instead of maybe going with the any given Sunday show. Uh, we'll be bringing you post game comments. So tomorrow after the game, we'll have a quick uh, brief rundown on what we saw. Uh, a couple of our contributors like Steve Gill and Elliot and maybe Joel will be joining us after the game as well. So tune into all those things. Again, this is my Johnny Cleveland podcast. Love having you uh, follow along and uh, we'll see you next time. All right. So take care. I always end the show. You know how I say that what I say. That's right. Remember to keep smiling. Take care. Yeah.